What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. I am Pete. This is Evan. And today we've got a very special guest. Before we get to him, we just want to let you know who this podcast is for. So if you're new to the podcast, this is for New Yorkers who feel ostracized by friends, family, coworkers, and obviously many of our state politicians about who they are, the values they represent politically, and we're very pleased to have on Larry Sharp. He was he ran out of the Libertarian ticket for governor of New York, got a lot of support in our group. And Larry, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. No, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. Um, I'm actually still here. See that? I'm still here. I did not go away. Yeah. They wanted me to go away, but I didn't. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of people in the group complaining, and yeah. even though they didn't vote, so uh, that that's always fun to deal with. But uh, yeah, sadly, so- too common. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, what did we lose? 84,000 people met overall last year? Yeah, and most yeah. people who complain, are they say they didn't vote. They're like, oh, I never vote because it doesn't make a difference. I'm like, but you didn't vote, so how do you know if it's going to make a difference unless you get off your ass and do it? Absolutely. That- I heard that all the time. I heard, Larry, you can't win. And I thought, why? Is there a law against me winning? And they were like, <laughs> no. You just, you know, people vote for you. Then vote for me and tell your friends to vote for me and I will win. That's kind of how it works it does happen so yes i get that completely yeah and we kind of, we actually started this group right before the midterms it kind of just like popped into our head we're like we're conservatives there has to be more conservatives out there why don't we do this and i feel like we were kind of late to the party if we would have done this a little bit earlier maybe it could have had a bigger effect yeah. but you know we're here now and you know we well, all the supported thing that you drives me this. crazy about the conservatives in new york in general um is that the conservative party itself has sold them out oh yeah that was the most disappointing um, they actually, I don't know if you followed this earlier at all, but, you know, DeFrancisco was, was going to run for governor and the conservatives were going to back him. DeFrancisco was an actual conservative. Molinaro was not a conservative. And no. he'll tell you that. He's, He's a not. neocon. Yeah. And, and what actually happened is the conservative party, instead of saying one or two things, one, we don't care about Molinaro, we're going to support DeFran, or just as a way of pushing the party to more, more towards the right, Running DeFran and forcing Republicans to have a primary. Mm. Neither happened. So conservatives literally had no say whatsoever in this election, except for me. I was the only one who had say for the conservatives. Mm. In a state where the governor literally says, you're a conservative, please leave, no room for you. In that state, when the governor says that the conservative party dropped the ball, and here's the worst part. I knew conservatives who said this. They said, here's what we'll do. We'll vote for Molinaro on the conservative line. That'll teach him. <laughs> wow, that's stupid. Like, that is either, that's either really not bright or completely brainwashed Stockholm Syndrome. The exact opposite happened. You train the conservative party to just back Republicans because you'll support them no matter what. Right. The better answer would have been to either punish them by giving them the fewest votes possible, mm-hmm. in which case the party elders go, wow, that was a bad idea. Maybe we should be more conservative. Or, so if you're going to vote Republican, vote Republican line. Republicans did what they were supposed to do. The conservatives did not. Mm-hmm. Or vote for me or stay home. Any right. of those would have worked. Or vote for Stephanie Minor. I mean, she's not a conservative, but <laughs> just as a protest vote. Something, right? Yeah. There were other things you could have done as a conservative besides vote for the Republican and the conservative line. That was exactly the worst thing to do. It reinforced bad behavior. Now, again, nothing will change. Yeah. The Conservative Party is still a puppet party now. Nothing has changed. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So I, I wanted to ask you, because I, I know I voted for you, and, and a Thank lot you. of us voted for you in the group, and 
Uh, obviously, we're already pleased with the outcome. So how are you doing since the midterms? Were, were you shocked by the results at all? Well, it's funny. Um, when I first started the campaign back in July of 2017, when I first began, I knew that I had a window of opportunity to win. If I had gotten a bunch of money out prior to about April of 2018 of last year, I had a shot at winning this thing mm-hmm. because that's the Republicans and conservatives had nobody. Right. If I had, if I was able to raise about a million dollars, I'm serious. If I had raised that kind of money, mm-hmm. I would have had enough money to create a campaign that would have made this a Larry Sharp versus Cuomo race. Right. That that didn't happen, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen basically because people simply didn't believe that I could win. It was a self fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. right? They simply didn't believe I could win. So they wouldn't, the big guys wouldn't put up the money. And the thing I kept hearing was, well, Larry, one is a Republican, then I'll back you. Mm. And I said, well, then I'm going to lose for sure. Mm. Right? Well, that's that's a surefire loss. Right? The only way I had a chance of victory was to run as a third party. Right. Which libertarian is what I am, so why wouldn't I run the third party that I am? Mm. That was an actual chance for victory. So early on, I really thought I had a shot at winning if I could raise the money. in the game my chances went for victory went down tremendously after that happened because then it became Republican versus Democrat and mm-hmm. I thought that if I was I thought if that would happen that all of a sudden the media would begin to cover me more and they didn't and mm-hmm. when I and I found out the hard way the reason is I didn't buy enough TV ads right if I bought TV and radio ads and and, and no subs I would have got more coverage if I paid for more polls I would have got more coverage in the polls I didn't have that much money. So money became a big hindrance for me in that regard. But I still believed that I could get second place for mm-hmm. a long time. I still believe it completely. And, and the thing to realize is if half of the people who voted for Molinaro or half the people who voted for Cuomo had voted for me, I would have come in second place. Mm-hmm. And if I would have come in second place, it would have come mainstream by default. Because the Republican Party would be kicked out of second place. Everyone would have come. I'd be in front of every newspaper. It would be a microphone in my face every day. And that could have happened. I was still hoping for that through the last couple of weeks of the campaign. Right. But then I realized that things were going very badly for me. And that's when the second that, that uh, CBS 880 televised that um, debate between Molinaro and Cuomo and no one else was there, that's when the war, the war was over. Mm. At that point, the war game was over. That's right. when I knew, okay, even second place is no longer valid really for me. But unless, we're a miracle, and I kept fighting until the end. Yeah. If you notice, I was literally, I was uh, doing Go Live's election day, telling people, get out there and vote. I was still hoping for at least a second place victory. I was hoping for that at the end. But then when I realized I was really in trouble was the, 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 final, the final blow was the poll that came out about three weeks before the election. Hmm. It was a, I think it was a Siena poll. The poll was bought by a Republican PAC. Now, I could get a Cena poll if I had $30,000. <laughs> I didn't have that money. I couldn't do that. And I couldn't. Could I have taken the money people gave me to buy a Cena poll? Yes. But I didn't feel it was ethical. Right. So I didn't. If I had raised $2 million, I would have done it. Sure. Right? <laughs> but I had to do what I thought was best for the long run. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to make sure that I could still be around and be sustainable after the election was over because. Once the election crumbled, I had to still be there, right? Mm. I couldn't just walk like all the rest always do. Right. Not just that. Third parties, at notoriously, once they see the ball game's over, just shut down. Right. And that's what the end they get nothing. Mm. And if you remember, my spiel at the end was we're gonna we are gonna sprint 
to the finish line. Mm-hmm. We are gonna, we are gonna empty all. We're gonna expend our remaining. We're gonna empty the tank. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go to the end and and get as best as we can possibly get. Mm-hmm. So once that poll came out, that poll was set up into where when they asked people the question, they would say, "Are you gonna vote for the Democrat, the Republican, or anybody else?" Mm-hmm. And they rotate through, or Stephanie Miner, or Larry Sharp, or so and so. So one person only got my name one in every five times. Mm-hmm. So by default, the third party became Molinaro, and it looked like he was closing the gap. And that was the spin. Molinaro is closing the gap. And as soon as that came out, I was finished. Mm-hmm. Because once that happened, Democrats said, whoa, I like Larry Sharp, but wait a minute. If Molinaro can win this thing, i got to vote Cuomo. Mm-hmm. And Republicans said, oh, I like Larry Sharp, but wait a minute. If my guy can win, I'll go for Molinaro. Mm-hmm. So I lost at least 100,000 votes just off that poll, if not more. Mm. So I lost lots of votes that way. And, of course, the ballot was set up so that I couldn't get votes also. People couldn't find me. It was a terrible ballot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not fighting that because the amount of votes that I lost because of that wasn't going to put me over the top. So who cares? It's fine. I, yeah. I announced that people who feel cheated recognize that I understand they were cheated because some people, because they put me in the same line as Stephanie Minor. Some people thought Stephanie Minor was my running mate, and they voted for both. <laughs> and when I voted for both, that voided the vote. Right. And there were about 100,000 voted votes. Oh, God. Wow. So there were a whole bunch of votes that I actually got that don't count. And I'm not mad. I'm not going to fight it. It's irrelevant. Right? Yeah. I'm not going to all of a sudden win because of it. So who cares? Hmm. But all those things will now go away because I'm not done. Because now that we have ballot access... We won't be that low anymore. Now that I have ballot access, we'll be able to be found now. Now we have ballot access, those problems go away. Right. So we still retain ballot access anyway. So there's a lot of problems. I get it. It's how it works. The system is set for the little guy to lose constantly. Mm. And I fought against that system. But I hope that I show people that third parties can be real. Whether you're libertarian, green, conservative, whatever your, your small party, you can be an actual force. The Greens have done a pretty good job in that they've been able to keep the, or try to pull the Democratic Party left. That's been their goal. It's been pretty good. Conservatives have failed at that. They have right. not done a good job of that at all. They have failed. The Greens do a much better job mm-hmm. than the Conservatives do. And I'm not a Green fan. Yeah. I'm just telling the truth. Right. They do a better job of pulling the Democrats left. Mm. So with all that said, I'm still not done. I'm still out there. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. I'm heading to Rochester. Um, Dwayne Whitmer is running for Congress up there as a libertarian. Mm-hmm. He's trying to run against uh, uh, whoever the Democrats put up there and, and Collins, who's indicted now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll make some impact there too. Mm-hmm. We want to start bringing the concept and the idea, which is what I really ran on in, in the, the, the core of my campaign, was basically home rule. Mm-hmm. It was the idea that, you know, counties are different from each other. Brooklyn is not Erie County. Erie County is, you know, is not Ontario County. Watertown yeah. is, is, is not for the, uh, about in the first place mm-hmm. so that's what i'm still talking about that's why i'm still crossing the the uh the state i'm not done we gotta keep going awesome yeah yeah that was actually kind of ties me into the next question which i was going to ask which was so so what, what's in there for you so i know you're helping other libertarians and people around the state try and running for whether it's you know state or national uh national office or what's what's next for you do you plan on running again for governor something else in the future or are you now more tuned into helping other people looking to run for office on the libertarian ticket it's it's a great question, and people want me to run again fast. And before I, I just physically can't do it. Financially, I can't do it. Physically, I can't do it. Right. Um, most people don't realize 
every other person running was getting a government check except for me. Mm. They were all being paid to run against me. Literally, they were <laughs> all getting government checks, whether they were retirement. They were all getting your money to run against me. I was the only guy who was not getting paid to run. And of course, it hurt me financially, obviously. Mm. It also hurt my family. I was away for so long across the entire state. Mm. So I have to rebuild those, you know, my family ties, rebuild my financial situation also. It, it hurt. Right? People are like, oh, Larry, get it for the money. What money? Yeah. Right. Really? <laughs> what money? <laughs> the money in the store. I don't have a I don't have a job. I'm a consultant, right? If I'm not working, I don't get paid. Right. So there's no money here. And people are talking about that. So I have to rebuild that. But while I'm rebuilding that, I am all about helping others. Hmm. People have asked if I'll run for president in twenty twenty. The answer is no. I will not do that. <laughs> that I would have to start next I'd have to start this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. They're, they're already talking about the people already, right? Mm-hmm. Tulsi Gabbard's running, and oh, who else is running again? Is is uh, Elizabeth Warren's Elizabeth running? Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> they're already talking. I'm like, I, I'm no, not no, thank you. I appreciate the all. Maybe 2024. Who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows? But no, yeah. no, and no, gov- no, no mayor of New York City. That's not happening. Oh God. But I run for governor <laughs> in 2022. Maybe that's still open. We'll okay. see how how things happen. I would consider a second run as governor. But I don't want to promise yes or promise no. But I'm saying I'm open to that. Mm. I'm not open to for president, and I'm not open to for mayor. Nope. Those <laughs> yeah. are no's. That's what I told Pete. I said you probably weren't down to run for president. It doesn't really seem like something that you would do. But, no. Um... And and the worst part is, what can I get from it? Mm. It's not like I'm going to win. That would be no, amazing. Not on a libertarian be amazing ticket, if no. I win. Yeah. If I can't win New York, I'm going to win the presidency. Yeah. No, you'll you'll probably just get more gray hair. I'll get even more gray hair, Assume, and, and, and I'll lose hair. my marriage, yeah, and, I'll, and I'll be done. Yes. Yeah, no, but a big issue for I know me, Peter, a lot of the people in our group is the the Safe Act, and we yep. well, it's it's a horrible infringement on our constitutional rights, and we've been looking to see if there's something that someone that we can latch on to or help us to do something to get rid of this thing. I know you were speaking out against it. And yep. Cuomo is now trying to pass a second part of this thing. Yes. <laughs> you know, if what if anything can regular people like us do to, you know, to stop that? Well, three things I want to bring up. Number one, um, I warned you all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I warned you all. I said there was only one anti-safe fact candidate, and it was me. And I was the only one who was going to keep talking. Nobody else will. Nobody else is. Where's Molinaro now? Nowhere. Gone. Nowhere. Of course. He's Didn't he help he pass the safe act, yeah. if I'm not mistaken? Say again? Didn't he help pass the Safe Act? Um, I he, was in state he, like... he was in. He was. I think he was there, but I don't think he helped pass it. No, he just oh. kind of sat back and watched it. Okay. Well. <laughs> yes. And so it's it even worse. <laughs> yes. Yes. So no. The, the 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 point being is, I'm still talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I still post on Facebook. I still post on Twitter. When I go out, I'm gonna be in, in the press coming up here this week. I'll be talking about it on his. Uh, let's see, one of the Rochester shows. I'm gonna be talking about it on the Rochester uh, radio show coming up here. Um, uh, this week, and I think I'm going to be on Lonsbury also. So I'm be talking about it on Lonsbury. So I'm always talking about it. It's it's nothing but a bad idea. Mm-hmm. We have to stop it. We the what I'm trying to achieve now, believe it or not, is focusing on the home rule piece. Mm-hmm. And the home rule piece will allow, hopefully, by default, to begin to break up the Safe Act. Mm-hmm. This is what we can do because if local DAs decide to stop enforcing it, this is what I was talking about during the campaign. Right. I was done it as governor across the entire state. Mm. Right. But if we can at least get a bunch of local to kind of stop enforcing it, the issue with home rule, though, is if you do it one at a time, 
you wind up bringing down the wrath of his majesty. Yeah. Oh. But if several do it at a similar time, it becomes harder for him to do anything because so many are basically in rebellion. That makes mm. any sense, right? Yeah. So what winds up happening is they go, whatever, that's my hope. The hope now is for apathy, mm-hmm. right? The best we can get now is local apathy. That is not the right answer. It's no. the only answer we got. Mm. Local apathy, and when people start realizing, wait a minute, Safe Act has, hasn't been enforced for the past two years in so-and-so county, and nobody's getting shot in the streets. Huh. <laughs> Maybe it's okay, right? That's the goal, and over time, you have enough evidence to show why are we doing this? Mm. It's not making anyone safe, but it's any different, right? But the bigger issue is, if there is some battle, and we need to have a battle, and the reason is, the average New Yorker doesn't even know what the safe act is or what it does. Hmm. No idea. Particularly if you're downstate or you're not a gun owner. Right. If you're downstate or not a gun owner, this is as far as we could safe act. This this simple. Safe act. Hmm. Has safe in the name. <laughs> and since we haven't had a shooting since 2013, I guess it works. It's good. That's it. That's it. <laughs> else that's all mm. if we have the argument then they will all of a sudden understand wait a minute there's something else here mm. but the bigger issue why i bring up home rule is there are a lot of people particularly in places like manhattan uh brooklyn queens they don't want any guns ever right they don't want them at all and you know what good for you you can have strict gun rules you have that mm-hmm. but let the rest of the state do what it wants to do right so let's go with home rule it isn't the perfect answer, but to answer your question, it's the best answer we have. And I'm the only one really talking about it right now who's out there. And I'm still talking about it. I'm not done. So if you want to help, help out. LarryShark.com. Help out. Come to my events. Buy a t-shirt. I got t-shirts now that say, um, don't blame me. I bought a Larry Sharp. <laughs> Might have bought one of those. Yeah, and as a gun owner, it's very important to me that we have the ability to defend ourselves and have the ability to uphold our constitutional rights. Yes, and the funny part is, is people, you know, you really can't go, sadly, to the traditional gun uh, gun owner associations. Hmm. They're in the pocket of the Republican Party. Right. Um, they literally didn't rape me. They literally hit, did hit pieces against me. And now that it's done, what are they, what are they saying? Nothing. Hmm. They blindly supported two, two Republicans who were clearly not pro-2A. I mean, clearly hmm. not pro-2A. I mean, her, his running mate was was pro Safe Act, <laughs> pro red flag laws. Yeah, that's right. And blatantly, yeah. and they supported them both. Um, so you can't trust them anymore. I hate to say that, but you just can't. Mm. You have to move outside and do something else. The only one who helped us out was the local uh, gun owners of America. Mm. They were good. All the rest, my Serpa did nothing. Scope did nothing. They literally fought against me to the best of their ability. And no, no, I'm sorry. No, I was wrong because they're not sorry and don't care. they're not sorry and don't care so sadly they're not going to help so speaking of King Cuomo uh, obviously he's got a lot of stuff going on lately so I just wanted to run quickly you don't don't have to go too in depth into your answers but um, in terms of his proposed statewide plastic bag ban where do you fall on this you know the idea of banning why it hurts so much is it forces every single time a black market Mm -hmm. is what it does and it makes people say, hell no, because you're forcing them. Right. 
right? Now, the best example I can give you of something like this is the, if you remember in New York City when Bloomberg was the mayor, he tried yep. to ban the uh, 16 ounce sodas. Yep. Mm -hmm. But here's the reality of a 16 ounce soda ban the plastic ban is bogus, the plastic bag ban is bogus, it isn't, doesn't actually help. Mm -hmm. But the soda piece, to be, the reason why I bring this up is the science behind Bloomberg's idea was 100% correct. Yes. Demonstrable, predictable, scientifically solid. If you give people smaller cups of soda, they will drink less soda. Science, totally true. No mm -hmm. way around it. But that doesn't mean it should be a law. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It doesn't mean it should be a law. And what actually wound up happening is he, he pushed this, it got shut down, and now it's gone. Mm -hmm. But what if he had instead said, hey, guys, look, I back this amazing science. It's true. And if you were to have smaller sodas, you would drink less soda, maybe lose weight and be healthier. I'm going to post this on my website, and I'm going to talk about how awesome it is, and I hope you guys do this. Mm -hmm. Here's what I tell you would have happened, and, you, and it has happened already in another way. There would have been health-conscious health restaurants who would have said, we only do 12-ounce liquid because we care about you, and we love you, and it would have been a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. It would have literally been a marketing tool for people in the market to make to have better ideas, better concepts, and people would have gone because it's cool. How do you know that's true? Look at veganism. <laughs> oh, right? There veganism. are so many vegan restaurants, vegan mm, this, yeah. vegan that, vegan this. There's no law about having to be a vegan. Yeah. And it's popular and people do it and more people are doing it. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it voluntarily. Mm -hmm. If he had done that, that would have worked. The bad law is the same thing. Law is very often a very good short-term answer and a terrible long-term answer. Right. Almost always. Mm -hmm. The long-term answer is if this science is true, present it. Tell yeah. people about it. Get out there and say it. Yeah. Hey, look, this is a bad idea. You shouldn't have plastic bags. I'm not sure it's actually accurate. No. <laughs> Which is why they won't put it out as science. Mm -hmm. Because it's a feel-good law that makes it like he's doing something. Right. Homo, his majesty is not worried about anything actually working. Nothing mm -hmm. has actually worked. He's really concerned about looking like things are working. Yep. That matters tremendously because it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> right? It feels good. So I'm banning stuff. See, I care about you. He does it again and again and again. And sadly, people fall for it again and again and mm -hmm. again. And one of the reasons why is we don't provide them with any alternative. Right. Yeah. And a big right. thing, the same thing with, um, I used to work in law enforcement up in Westchester and we, when they taught me how to write, we were doing tickets for cell phones. He's like, yeah, there's about five laws that are going to govern cell phones. We're only going to write use of electronic device because we can't prove they were texting. We can't really yeah. prove they were on the phone. So it's, these are basically useless. You're just going to write use of electronic device every single time. Mm. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But the laws feel good because we banned it. Yeah. And they and they put it in the paper and they go, look what I did. Keep voting for me. Look, I'm making you safer. I've been Absolutely. hoarding plastic straws and plastic bags for months already. <laughs> well, the, the other thing we have is, and what's happening right now, and it goes to your... ...or attacking socialism. Mm -hmm. Saying it's bad, it's terrible, it's communism, it's so bad. To be forward with you, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. If we don't provide another alternative... We're just going to go down a socialism road mm -hmm. because people would rather take the devil they know than the devil they don't know. Right. That's how it always works. We have to provide another alternative, which is why I spend so much time talking about policy. Mm -hmm. 
when I realized that winning wasn't going to be the, the way I could actually make this happen, I was hoping second or third place could do it instead, and I'd have a policy library, and people would talk, and I could keep pumping policy issues. Mm-hmm. And if I keep talking about policy, eventually people go, oh, there's another real alternative. Mm-hmm. And when people get, there's another real alternative, they'll begin to turn away from the being oppressed. Right? The Russians were serfs for 300 years. Oppressed, oppressed, oppressed. They only rebelled when there was hope. Sadly, that hope was communism. Yeah. <laughs> but that was hope. Yeah. Right? And they said, serfdom or communism? I'll try communism. This certain stuff sucks. Yeah. And they said, communism sounds fine. I'll take that. And that was hope, and they rebelled. But prior to communism, they didn't have much hope. There were small rebellions throughout Russia here or there, but they were all quashed. Nobody stood up until they had some hope. So if we don't provide that hope or that another option, the other thing that's not left or right or look, when people are in trouble, they look for one of two things, strong man or socialism. That's throughout history all the times what they do. And in the end, they always come together as fascism. Mm -hmm. Right. But they may start another way. They may start as one or the other, but they always come together as the strong man socialist fascist. That's how it always ends. Mm hmm. That's us too, if we don't find another alternative, we don't find a third way. Right now, the country's shifting left. So the odds are we'll go socialist first, then strongman fascist. That's the odds, we'll go that way. If the right has a resurgence, then we'll go strongman first, and then into socialism and, and that. Right? You, can, you can see Trump already shifting, mm-hmm. right? Even he's shifting, he knows, he gets it. That's how it works. So even that's happening. So it depends on where we go, but right now, the country's shifting left, and people on the right hate when I say that, but it is true. Mm-hmm. And the biggest reason why it's true is the youth are moving in the cities. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest reason why the nation is shifting left, because of urbanization. Mm-hmm. If you look across the country, it's not really red state versus blue state. It's urban versus rural. Every state is red, and then do they have enough blue in the cities right. to make it blue or not? Mm-hmm. Right? If you have enough urban population... To make your state blue, you're blue. But otherwise, you're red. Right. Right. Every state, if you look in the rural areas, they're all red. Mm-hmm. Then it's pockets of blue. As more youth move into the cities and become uh, and become uh, more urbanized, they all turn left. That's how it works. And the country's going left. And anyway, look at look at the, the last couple of Republican presidents didn't want to probably vote. Yep. That's true. So the the signs are there. Once gerrymandering either ends or Democrats control it in 2020, Republican Party is in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I mean big trouble. Mm-hmm. And the Republican Party does not see it or don't care, one or the yeah. other, or don't see it or don't care. Or they're in a bubble. Right? The issue that I had often is people would tell me, the Republicans were very mean to me. They were like, all you do is beat up on Molinaro. I'm like, that's not true at all. But you only listen to right-wing media which is trying to shut me down. Right. If you listen to left-wing media, I'm yelling about Cuomo too. Yeah. You just go to my Facebook page. I yell, I still yell about Cuomo today. <laughs> still. So <do> we. Yeah. <laughs> and I still yell about Cuomo. Mm-hmm. So now I don't talk about Marlon at all unless Republicans say, where's Marlon? Then I insult him. But otherwise, I don't say Oh, God. So, so let's talk about um, some, a couple of candidates for president in 2020 that could be coming fresh out of New York State. So we got Kirsten Gillibrand, 
hate her, and Bill de Blasio <laughs> as well, hinting that they both put it. I mean, Kirsten Gillibrand's gone so far as to get 5,000 square feet of space in Troy, Iowa, to explore this. So, so what do you think about either of them running for president? Do you think any of them really has a shot, even though they've been reelected? Yes. Um, I am very disappointed in Gillibrand. Mm-hmm. I really thought when she first came out that she was going to be a better senator. Mm-hmm. I believed it. I did. And maybe I was foolish. And maybe I just wanted to believe it. Mm-hmm. But I did. I'm just telling you the truth. I, when she first came out, I was like, okay, she's going to be all right. She, this is going to be okay. This isn't so bad. And boy, I was wrong. That, mm-hmm. I was wrong. Um, but, but, and that's why I'm a bit upset. I'm not, I'm not actually that upset at all with, um, with um, de Blasio. Mm-hmm. And the reason is we knew who he was. Right, exactly. Right? He, did, he wouldn't hide who he was. Mm-hmm. Jill Brand, I kind of thought was going to be better. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. But anyway, my, my, my point here being, um, I think Jill Brand has an actual chance. I do. I think Jill Brand has an actual, I think she has an actual chance um, at making impact. Can she win? I don't know. I think she would be an amazing, for Democrats, VP selection. Mm. I mean, hard hard to beat in a VP slot. Um, de Blasio is, is very left, and people in New York City don't even like him. Right. No, they hate him. They boo him at Mets yeah, games. Yeah, every, every time we go to a Mets game or, or whatever sporting event, he's always booed ferociously. And, and they're already trying to beat him up because he changed his name. <laughs> Most people don't know that, but he was born Warren Wilhelm. Interesting. Yeah. And... <laughs> And and the, and and the, the Jewish community in New York City is purposely saying this as uh, as a way of trying to make him look unattractive to the Jewish voters. Mm-hmm. It's not me doing this. Right, right. It's not me doing this. But there's a community here in New York City doing this already, trying to do this, making. I didn't even know until a bunch of friends of mine who were Jewish said, "Did you know he's a German?" I'm like, "He is." The Blasio's German, really? That's what I thought. And then it's like, no, his name was was Wilhelm and blah blah blah. And so I think he's far too unpopular to win. It's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if anyone has a chance, I think Gillibrand does have a chance um, because again, Gillibrand also has been kind of right and left throughout her career. Mm-hmm. Her story will be right. Her story will be, I'm a uniter. I'll cross the aisle. That'll be her story, and people really want to hear that. Mm-hmm. De Blasio doesn't have that story. Right, no, no. His story is, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm smart, you're dumb, I will tell you what to do. And don't get me wrong, there's a bunch of people who do want that. Oh, yeah. But I don't think enough Americans want that for him to have a chance of victory. Yeah, thank God. All right, so uh, what are your thoughts on the government shutdown going on right now? And then, uh, if you could fill us in too, what, what are your thoughts on the notion of a border wall? What, whether you support it or not, or libertarians are sure. usually against it. Yep. Two things. One, shut down. Yay. Good. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. Let, it, let them shut down. I don't care. My only problem, of course, is what once they restart, everyone's going to want to get their pay with uh, with interest. And yeah. it's going to cost us a whole lot more in the long run. Mm-hmm. I, don't get me wrong. I do feel bad for the employees who aren't getting paid because they assume they will get paid. I got it. I sure. do. But to be forward with you, I'm not trying to be mean to them, but people get laid off all the time. Oh, yeah. Exactly. All the time. You should be Happens prepared to have times where you're not going to have a paycheck. Yeah, especially Happens as a federal employee. Yes, so uh, I get it. I, I I don't want them to get in trouble. I hope that they don't lose their mortgages. Things. I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, the reality, though, it is. I, it look somehow I'm surviving. Mm-hmm. 
So it's fine. I'm really okay. We'll find other ways of doing it. And if you've seen the Libertarian Party throughout the country, has been stepping up, cleaning up uh, parks, cleaning up areas, yep. stepping up and trying to make things happen so that volunteers can actually do it. Mm-hmm. So shut down. I don't care. Let it go forever. Mm-hmm. Whenever. I don't care. Um, I don't like the reason for it because I think the concept of the border wall versus non-border wall are two very bad ideas. It goes right back to the two sides, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the reality. Many libertarians are open borders. Mm-hmm. I am not. Right. Neither, neither are we. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, I'm not. But many are. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I understand their logic because very often in the long run, and I mean the long run for humanity, open borders probably is the right answer. Again, 200 years down the road to help everybody throughout the entire world hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Probably. But if we do open borders now, America is going to suffer tremendously right now. Mm-hmm. Might it help the world 200 years from now? Maybe. That could be true. But I'm not concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, I'm an American. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about that. So, so I get the logic of it overall the world. I do. I get it. I'm not an open border for libertarian. That's who I am. It makes some libertarians angry at me when I say it, but it just doesn't matter. I am. But I do like the idea of a lot robust immigration. I do. So what does that mean? We can have border security and robust immigration. And the answer is actually very simple. It's not border wall or open borders. Again, left right does that, so we fight. Mm-hmm. The real answer is creating another one or two Ellis Islands on our southern border. Mm-hmm. That's the actual answer. Maybe one's in California, maybe one's in Texas, or where is the right spot, right? You put two Ellis Islands on the border, mm-hmm. right? What does that mean? Let people come in, but we control who comes in. Right. We look at 100%. them, inspect them, do they have, and on top of that, allow people who want immigrant workers to sponsor them so that we know they're coming in, they're not jumping on the dole, they're not getting welfare, right? Mm-hmm. These companies want these workers? Great, you show up. In fact, I guess, guess what? Why don't you sponsor Ellis Island and pay for some of the workers mm-hmm. so we don't have to pay for it? Why don't you help do that? Mm-hmm. Now the Ellis Islands pop up, we can bring them through, know who they are, inspect them, and if something goes wrong, say we messed up and we let a bad guy through. Well, we know where he's supposed to be, don't we? Exactly. So we go there. Now, here's the best part. Right now, if you go to it, whenever immigrants come to a nation, they do the same thing across any nation. They go to an immigrant enclave. People who they know, their own culture, their own language. Right. All immigrants do this. Mm-hmm. Normal thing. So they do the same thing. So now if we go there, they're all illegal immigrants. They don't tell the cops anything. They mm-hmm. run away. But if all the rest are legal, and we say, where's Jose? Oh, Jose, he left. He's over there. Go get him, guys. They won't rat Jose out now because Jose uh, will make sure all the rest of them go back to Mexico or Guatemala or where they come from. Mm-hmm. But if they're legal... Yeah. They want to help law enforcement in case we make an error and let a bad guy through. Right. Now a bad guy gets through, he's through. Yeah. You create Ellis Islands, and the and next thing is, people say, well, Larry, if you create Ellis Islands, the bad guys will still go on the border. Yes, but now people we catch on the border are probably bad. <laughs> Island. So now there's no kids getting detained and kids get put in. That stuff goes away. Now, oh, we come on the border because you're a bad guy. You're a trafficker or you're an insert bad thing here, right? <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Now we can go get them. It's a whole different issue. You can have both. No one's bringing it up because no one actually has an answer because no one wants an answer. Right. If you build a wall, it will feel good. It will. 
Will it cut down immigration? It will. It will ensure only the most well-funded people get here. Mm-hmm. Now, well-funded means two things. The very wealthy, meaning like some rich guy who drops a million dollars in a company. By the way, that's legal in America. If you put enough money in, you get immigration status. Mm-hmm. That's legal. So they'll do that. Or terrorists who are funded. <laughs> yeah. oh, it happens all the time. cartel people who are funded. Mm-hmm. If you're well-funded... You don't. So will the average guy or gal coming from South America be stopped? Yeah, it'll work. Will the, will the worst people who we're trying to stop be stopped? No, yeah. they are well-funded. Right. They will either dig a tunnel and make like El Chapo did out of a prison. Mm-hmm. They put him in a prison he dug out twice. Yeah. <laughs> twice, not once, Pretty twice. Resilient. I mean, you got to admire it. Yeah, you got to admire the resilience. <laughs> if you're well-funded, you'll get around one wall. Yeah. You get out of prison twice. Right. He'll get around the wall. Right? Well-funded mm. people get around walls. The average person won't. Mm. So oh. create an Ellis Island. You'll still get robust immigration. We'll still control who's here and who's not. If we make an error, we can find them and get them. And here's the best part. DACA had a lot of flaws, mm-hmm. but had one good thing. And the one good thing about DACA was... You would, you had to check in every two years, and you couldn't be on any federal programs. Mm-hmm. That was a very good aspect of DACA that we should copy for all immigration. Right. Let them in. You got to check in every two years. You don't check in every two years, we come get you, back you go. Mm-hmm. Can we find you? Yes, because your entire enclave is legal. They will rat you out because they don't want to go back. That's a good idea. No, I really yes. like that. And it does, it really it covers all the bases because it eliminates the public assistance portion of it. That's it really it like you said it helps the women and children get through, the people who should be getting through can come through. I mean, that's how my family came here. My grandfather came from Germany when he was 13 and he came Absolutely. and he was sponsored by his cousin and you know and he and I feel like it would help people really buy into being Americans as opposed to having to sneak in and then it's like all right now I'm constantly on the lookout for ice and I'm going to kind of just stay in this little community send all my money back and then try to shovel my family over here as opposed to I can get in here I can be processed easily I can get a job and I can really fight for and the I American dream and I can pay taxes to a system that we need now anyway mm-hmm. because as our population gets older and we have less babies if we have a popular, if we have a, a good immigration, they're going to pay taxes, right. but they can't take it out. Right. Good, good, good. That makes sense. <laughs> Which means now they have two choices. Now, not like that. If we control them every two years, we can now begin to make we can begin to make rules for them to stay. Maybe we decide, okay, after two years, you should be able to pass a basic English test. Mm-hmm. If you can't, back. Yep. If you can, it's good. What would happen? It's legal. They would start learning English. Why? Because they can stay for two more years. If they do, mm-hmm. there is an incentive to learn English. Right. Or insert thing here. Whatever. You want to learn about our government. You want to, You can make a path to citizenship that goes 10, 15, 20 years. Insert thing here. Once we have control, we can then do that and say, great, come to our country and work. Every two years, you get a check-in. If you pass every hurdle every two years, X number of years, citizenship or green card or insert thing here, whatever. Perfect. And that's huge because basically what most people are against with the illegal immigration is the freeloading. Mm-hmm. So once yes. you eliminate that, it's I don't care where you're coming yeah. from. If I don't have to pay for your nonsense, come on, let's go. Everybody that's pay correct. in. Yeah. 
And if you check them every two years, if some guy got doesn't check in or they check them, they go, wait a minute, is that is that an EBT card you have? Ah, uh, ah, uh, gone. Hmm. Gone. I like it. I like I like Gone. that a lot. I hadn't even thought of that. That's that's a yes. great idea. So so the last question that that a lot of people in the group wanted to know was what are your thoughts on the president? I know you kind of alluded to that earlier in terms of he's been a little wishy washy sometimes in terms of his policy or his approach. But overall, how do you think he's done thus far throughout his presidency? I'm going to say something that's radical, mm-hmm. and I actually I said it. Believe it or not, 30 days after his inauguration, mm-hmm. I don't think he's running in 2020. Really. Uh, this is I, I said this publicly on Facebook mm-hmm. 30 days after his inauguration in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, 2017, sorry, 2017, right? Yes, when he got inaugurated, 2017, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I, I said it uh, 30 days after. Um, I don't think he's going to run again. Um, I think he's frustrated. I think he's not getting what he wants done. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting beat up constantly. I think once this Mueller investigation starts taking, taking, uh, taking charge... You're going to find Republicans turning on him. And once Republicans turn on him, ball game's over for him and he knows it. Hmm. Right? I think uh, Mitt Romney was the vanguard of the anti Trump movement. Mm-hmm. When Mitt Romney won in Utah, he then, because he went, he went to Utah, because Republicans in Utah, <clears throat> excuse me, don't like Trump. Mm-hmm. Right? Utah Republicans don't like Trump. Mm-hmm. So when Mitt Romney wins, it's safe for him to go. Safe bet for him. So he's the first guy who comes out against Trump. Did he take real heavy backlash? Nope. No. Not really. <laughs> no. If this was last year, everyone was closing the ranks and attacking him. Mm-hmm. Right? Couldn't touch Trump. Said anything bad? Lindsey Graham was on you. Lindsey Graham 2.0. Yes. Couldn't say anything. <laughs> now Romney comes out, bad guy, whatever. Everybody's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's true. why I think he's going to be in trouble. I think he's not going to run in 20. It's my opinion. I could be wrong, um, but I think he's not going to run. He's going to blame everyone else and do this. Um, the issue with Trump is, I think he believed it was easier than it actually is. Mm. I think he did. I, he, had, he had the same problem Obama had. Mm. Right? So if you find the most successful president, because being a governor, you learn your lessons. Right? And when I say good, I mean effective. They got their agenda passed, right? Mm-hmm. Clinton got his agenda passed. Bush got his agenda passed. Reagan got his agenda passed. All former governors mm-hmm. all jumped in their own state, saw how it works, said, wow, this is no okay. This is nowhere near these that those going to be. Mm-hmm. Got their ass kicked in their own states, learned how things worked, got to D.C., knew how to get things done. Right. And that's Democrat Republican, mm-hmm. right? Obama, never a governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump, never a governor. Both struggle. If right. you look at That's Obama's first two years, he struggled trying to get his agenda passed. Mm-hmm. Remember Obamacare? He tried all that stuff. Oh. Thought he could walk in and he's gonna be a magic man. Maybe oh, they yeah. Obamacare. Trump thought the same thing. I'm That's coming true. get my wall built, magic man. And Mexico's nope. gonna pay for it, right? Mexico's <laughs> gonna pay for it. Yeah. Yep. No, no. I I think he's in over his head, just like Obama was. They're both in over their heads. Hmm. Whatever you might have thought of Bush or Clinton or Reagan. They were not in over their heads. Right. Like, they knew what they were going to get into. They were not in over their heads. Mm. And you can tell those three presidents got their agendas passed. Mm -hmm. Right? They moved forward what they wanted to move forward because they knew how to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trump has no idea, had no idea, still has no idea. Obama didn't either. Mm. Obama began to learn it his last couple years. Began to get it. It's too late for him now. Right. 
Yeah, it was done. Anything yeah. else you want to ask Larry? No. All set? All right. So, Larry, let, let people know if you have any final words you'd like to say to the group and, and where they can find you and help support uh, your candidates and, and what's going on for you now. I'm going to be traveling at least one time per month throughout New York State. Please come visit me if you can. I'd love to see you ask me any questions. I'm still doing the same stuff I've been doing, talking about what matters to New Yorkers, talking about home rule, talking about getting rid of the SAFE Act, talking about stop bribing big business to come here, talking about making things better for New Yorkers, lowering our taxes, all the things that people talk about. I'm actually giving you actual answers. Every question you ask me, I always have an actual answer for. Mm. Real policy, real solution. I'm trying to give you solutions. Come ask me questions, I'll answer them. Ask what you think about anybody, I'll talk, it doesn't matter. If you can support me, please go to my Facebook page, Larry Sharp, comma, Libertarian. Head to my Twitter, uh, Larry Sharp, or please go to, go to my, um, my 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 uh, website, LarrySharp.com. I still need the money, guys. This traveling the state still costs money. Mm-hmm. If you want my help, I'm out here doing it. Whatever you can give. The best way you can help me out is a small monthly donation. Mm-hmm. Ten bucks, twenty bucks every month. Helps to take care of the gas, getting up there. Helps to pay for the hotel when I'm up there. Helps me to buy t-shirts so I can give them out. Helps for all those things. So whatever you can do, every little bit counts. Awesome. Well, Larry, thanks so much for coming on. Again, we're big fans of yours. A lot of people in the group are as well. And definitely feel free to come back. We really appreciated the time today. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. Hey, everybody. It's Evan with Empire State Conservative Network. If you like this episode, please subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and leave us a five-star review. Also, please follow us on social media on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, on Parlay at Empire State Conservatives. If you'd like to help us improve our shows, you can donate through our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash donate. We also have some merchandise that will be coming to you soon from our website. If you'd like to work with us in any capacity, please feel free to email us at GetRedPilled76 at gmail.com. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.